0: Welcome back to another episode of Cal Show Unplugged. Um, we're going to do a lot of Champions League talk mainly. But first, um, got to talk about some um, developing situations with uh, the so called best team in the league. <laughs> no, just kidding. Enter's uh, uh, sort of title um, charge has taken a bit of a hit. So, um, to Swallow too. Inter now, Genoa zero, Inter zero. Um, the floor is yours to say what you need to say.
1: I'm just, well, first and foremost, Inter. What the actual fuck? I mean, not only did Inter draw against Genoa today, earlier in the day, there was another match with a possible title contender, in our noisy neighbors across the pitch. AC Milan was taking on Udinese, who we all know is the mid-table team. And they even had a hard time getting a victory out of that match. I'm sitting here like, what the hell is happening with these top teams, man? They've been struggling. And I'm like sitting here like, this... Title race is insane this year. I mean, it's up for grabs at this point. Yeah, a lot of my inter-supporting friends are like, "Oh, we still have a game in hand." Well, yeah, we have a game in hand.
0: Yeah, but but, but think about this. So swallow, um, Genoa, Bologna, and uh, Bologna is the game in hand, right? Yes. You think? Do you think? Do you agree that Bologna is better than both of those teams?
1: I mean, they're in the same ballpark, in my opinion. I mean, maybe they're obviously, in my that, opinion, no, they're slightly that. better than Genoa, but no, they're not.
0: They're better than Genoa. They're better than uh, Unesa and they're they're better than to, my, this is just my opinion. They're better than Sassuolo, but Sassuolo has better individual players. That's that's how I would break it down. So the 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 point I'm trying to make is, uh, yeah, you have a game in hand. Yeah. But you couldn't beat – but the teams you've already lost or uh, tried, uh, drew to, both in both occasions, you know, those teams are not – the team you're playing is probably better or in the same range of teams that you've – you know, the last two. So if, if you drew to to Genoa and lost to Swallow, then Bologna can beat you. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, some Inter fans trying to, to, to play that card – Doesn't really make a difference because those three points are less valuable now.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, yeah, we have the match in hand, but based on how we've been performing against these teams who are in the middle of the table and even the relegation zone, we aren't getting the results that we should be from these teams. Normally, we're used to like cutting through some of these teams like butter, but now we're sitting here having issues. Um obviously apparently we haven't had a goal or in I can't remember the statistic but it was something crazy. You
0: haven't sco- um, you, ha- you haven't scored since uh Jekyll's goal against uh Napoli. So that's about 120 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah that Yeah, that'll yeah, be about right. Yeah. So it's like, we're having a hard time on the, like, I'm just going to go off with what I saw today because that's as far as because my brain's currently focused on what I saw today. Um, We squandered a lot of chances and especially in goal, instead of like being aggressive with the ball, like we usually are in that area. It's just like, basically like, they're playing with it. They're not really focusing on getting some of the chances scored. And, and then on the end, recently, I, we've also a lot of me me and some other inter-supporters have noticed that we've been performing a little bit more slower than we usually do. And that is also concerning. It's like, we're not having that aggressive attack, especially on the counters. which We work so hard to get under control and stuff and it's just been one mess after the other uh bestoni and some of the defensive people such even the right they're like nowhere to be seen in certain set piece situations um they're not staying on top of the opponent's attack and it's just like one shit show after another and in general base yeah people are still Obviously, there are smart inter-fans like myself, even though I make some dumbass comments once in a while that sometimes I have no clue what the fuck I'm talking about. But, I mean... Infrequently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Go on.
1: Oh, I'll get you back later. For I that.
0: said infrequently. <laughs> that was a compliment.
1: Oh, okay. I'll take that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sorry. I, I just let it in there right in between your sentence, so you didn't hear it properly.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, a lot of the dumb inter fans are still claiming, yeah, we have the match in hand. But right now, it's insignificant. If we had a stronger point gap, which we don't, then it's a whole nother story. Yeah, we have a match in hand, but at least we have a big enough gap to kind of have a cushion just in case shit hit the fan that match but we don't have that. So in general, if we don't perform in the next match, it it could be like out for interest to that hope. But I still have faith in this team even though I've given them shit in the past, but I still have hope that they'll turn things around. But if not, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: She says to a person who hasn't seen a league title in 20 years. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so obviously you're in a bad spot right now. Um, I I know this is kind of a, a very bland question, but, but how do you get out of it? Cause I'm looking at the table right now. You have uh, you only have one win in your last five games. Um, And uh, you know, like, and like you said, Everybody dropped points last week. I don't know what the hell was happening, but everybody dropped points um, at the top, and then, and then obviously uh, there was a, so there was opportunities there for take take advantage of, and then AC Milan drops again. You can't take advantage of it again. <laughs> so one one win in your last five, you've lost you lost the swallow. You've lost Milan and and, and the very recent memory. Uh, we're going to – the Champions League form is irrelevant in this com- context. But h- how do you get out of it? Because AC Milan are trying to kill them. They're they're, they're effectively trying to make sure they don't win the league. Um, but Napoli, you're making you're, – you're, you're sort of – the form of the, the moment is giving them an opportunity to – Squad, because they play they play Lazio this weekend. If they win that, they're top, and um, things are going to get a little. Uh, it's going to get a little uncomfortable. So, how do you get yourself out of this position?
1: I mean, right now I've noticed a lot of players fatigue. Maybe some of the situation is we're utilizing a lot of the same players. Yes, I understand. In the attack, we mostly have Alexis Sanchez, Jacko and Martinez. You cannot be benching Martinez like that. Yes, he has had a lot of issues scoring, but he is a vital piece in orchestrating chances and getting stuff set up on the counterattack, which would have helped immensely in this match against Genoa. Yeah, it was um, a strange one. Yeah, I saw the lineup. I'm like, why aren't you starting Martinez? Yes, he a lot of people complain that he doesn't score enough. He's not that kind of striker. Um, he, yes, he does have moments where he finds the back of the net, but he's mostly a a, a facilitator of those yeah. scoring opportunities.
0: It's, he's not. He's not a goal poacher.
1: Exactly. So people have got to get rid of this stigma that he's going to be our main goal scorer going forward. He's not like a Lukaku or a party where you just pass yeah. him the ball and then he find the back of the net. I mean,
0: let's be honest, he does score good numbers. He's got, I think, 12 goals this season last year at 21. But you know who he you know who he kind of reminds me of a little who? bit? Uh Roberto Firmino from Liverpool. If yeah. you if you look at his his scoring numbers, um I mean I'm just Liverpool. I mean half behind it was a god. Um uh, but but if you look at his his numbers in comparison to Salah and Mane it's not even in the same um uh you know level. I mean and that's not that's not to say that it doesn't score. He does. He's got he's got tons of goals, but Salah's I think he's got Salah has over 150 goals I think for Liverpool and uh, I think uh, uh Sadio Mane just broke 110 I think – and I don't quote me on this, but I think Firmino's in the 70-80 range. So there's a big discrepancy between uh, uh, Mane and Salah and Firmino. Firmino's not expected to score 30 goals a season. Just like Martinez should not be expected to to score 30 goals a season. Lukaku, Cardi, you give them the ball, they're expected to score. Where Martinez, that's not necessarily – Again, he he scores good numbers, but he sh- we should not not be expecting him to score like Lukaku. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of that is, but still, like benching Martinez like that is it was it made me question Zagi's like approach to like approach to some of these matches that should have been wins for us. Um. Obviously, then there's issues in the defense. Like Devry isn't delivering as much as he used to. Um, I don't know what the situation is there. Um, I know. Obviously, we all know Handanovic continues to be a flight risk here and there, especially in today's match where Genoa could have actually had an opportunity to score, but fortunately the ball went wide on the left. So. But if it was the other way um went right, when he should have gone left to deflect the chance. Um, so there was a couple opportunities where Genoa could have definitely gone a goal or two up in certain scenarios based on the keeping alone. Um, but it, And then, of course, Varela, I've noticed, has been performing not with the aggressive gusto that we have seen from him in the past. Um, I don't know what's going on in that situation. I don't
0: know if it's... The entire midfield looks shambolic. It, yeah, it's... normally
1: these players that have, were performing at a good quality are just, like, fizzled out, and there's, like, no art and determination in this team.
0: All right. Like, and, and... Go ahead.
1: And I don't know if there's, like, some animosity in the locker room that between these players that is causing this, like, lack of determination. I don't know what's going on, but it, it, right now Inter should be literally looking for some sort of motivation to kickstart that fire again. Because right now, from where I'm sitting, it could be lights out for Inter. scudetto hopes this season if this thing continues on.
0: Right. But, I mean, let's not get too uh, far ahead of ourselves. It is very tight at the top. Um I don't think there's – there's not going to be one point this season until the end of – until the match day 38 where it's one team over the other two. All three of them are in it until the end. Um, so it's not like a loss like this. Okay, Inter can't win the league now. Um, but, you know, I, I'm gonna, just going to um, backpedal on what something you just said. Um, I don't think it's that necessarily a lack of determination. Um because when I think of that, I think of that's usually like it shows that the players don't care. And I've watched – oh, ouch. I mean, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you can cut that if you want. I, I, I just uh, – I was walking and the cat just ran into my leg. Um, anyway, um, so um, basically what I'm saying is um, I don't think it looks like they don't care. I think it might be, uh, if anything, miscommunication or not being on the same page. But it doesn't look like they're not trying. They are giving effort, they're just not um, coming through. Um, anyway, obviously, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough moment uh, right now for Inter. Um, you can get it back. You're good enough. You're, you got the players. Um, and maybe when you get bounced, from, if you get bounced from the Champions League, uh it could maybe that could, in a way it could help you uh refocus yourself for um you know f- for the league um but at the, at the at the moment right now and I get I know it's not been well. do you still think you're on the uh sorry do you still think that you're the you're the favorites at least for now
1: I would say at least for now but obviously the next few matches will determine that but right now where I see it we I still think we are the firm favorite because we do have that pressure but we'll see what becomes of this but right now I still think we are the lead favorite to win it this year.
0: Okay, so among the other two in question if uh, not not if you don't win it but um of the other two possibilities, who who do you think, other than yourselves, is or, uh is more like uh, should Inter be fearful of the most? Which team of the other two do you think could uh, realistically, and again, I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but could could over would if someone's going to overtake Inter between those two, which one do you think Inter is should be the most fearful of or need to be watching the most? Do you do, do you get know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Give me a second to think about this question. So obviously there's
0: two there's the only two options are AC Milan and um and Napoli. It's not like uh Salarantina's gonna come and win the league. Yeah
1: or Salernitana. <laughs> Sorry, Salernitana, we love you. Kinda ish. Speak for yourself.
0: Know- they signed a bunch of wash-ups. <laughs>
1: Hey, I like their logo. At least it's got a cute little
0: seat on
1: that shit. They
0: did it themselves. They signed a bunch of has and put them on a team and thought they were going to do something, with all due respect.
1: Uh, give me a minute to think, a second more to think about this. I would have to say Napoli, just because Napoli, yeah, they're like AC Milan. They perform at trash at some at times, but they're still somehow able to pull out the victory, even though they perform like shit. So if they're able to continue that run of form, like performing terribly but still doing what is needed to get the points, I would be more fearful of Napoli. Whereas if AC Milan kind of go on a downward spiral, they go on a downward spiral hard and it's hard for them to come back unless it's against, like, more of an easier team. So, in general, I mean, Napoli would be definitely the ones that Inter would need to be out be looking out for, because Napoli, even against top teams, may perform terribly at times, but they still somehow manage to get the results. So, that is what fears me the most.
0: Yeah. Um, usually, I'm more optimistic about these things. And, again, I don't think it's over. I think it's far from over. Um, but I, I've seen enter the last few weeks, you know, what's the common denominator here? They're playing like shit, but what's happening? How many points they're, they're getting? They're not getting the points that, that you would want, right? So, Napoli, we've, we've criticized. Oh, they, they, they don't play well together. They don't do this. They don't, they don't do that. But you know what? They keep winning. <laughs> and I, I know they got a, a draw against Calgary. And they drew against you, but that it's different. A, a high profile um, draw against uh, the league leaders at the time is not a bad uh, result. And they almost they, they nearly beat you. Um, so, uh, given given the data, given the information that we have right now, I think actually I actually think Napoli are the favorites. If they beat Lazio, I don't think they're firmly in the driver's seat, but I think that they would. Um, be the favorites right now. And again, I'm going to wait a few weeks before I, before I, I go as far to say as, as I think Napoli will win the league, but in this moment right now, that's kind of where my head is, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to proclaim it yet because I think I could be just suffering from the moment where we see um, Napoli has, I think three wins in their last five. Um Yeah. So, they have the best form of the three teams at the moment. They're playing the best. Um, they can go top tomorrow if they beat Lazio. If they beat Lazio and convincingly do it, I think it, they make a, a a grandish statement as far as all of that. Um, and um, so I think they're the favorites. I think Inter still can win it. I do not th- – this is one thing I, I, I'm almost certain. AC Milan won't win the league. I don't think – even if it's close until the end, I just don't think AC Milan can win the leagues because they don't have the team to do it. They don't have the winning mentality to do it because we've seen them two weeks in a row shrink against two teams that both Napoli and, and Inter would beat. I would even go as far to say same situation, Inter against Salerno last week, situation Inter against Udinese today. I think Inter would, would have won both of those games. Um, so I think Inter and Napoli are the two, um, that does, I, but, but AC Mon are still in the title race. I just don't, I just can't see a, um, you know, a situation that they could win it. And much as, as much as I don't like Napoli, and it's mostly the fans, nothing would make me happier than to see, uh, uh, Luciano Spalletti dancing on the grave of Inter. <laughs> I think it, it would be, it would be one of the most humorous things um, in recent history just because he was your manager two years or a couple of years ago uh, and then he comes to Napoli and boom. You know, but um, I do think Napoli are the, the ones driving the title race at the moment. But again, they lose to Lazio to, uh, I don't know when they play. Whenever they play, it changes the conversation, but at the moment I think it's 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 Lazio, sorry, not Lazio. it's in their dreams maybe. It's it's Inter and it's Napoli. Those are the two series two contenders, and AC Mon is still a contender. But I don't think they have the team collectively doing it. Um,
1: Lazio and- played Napoli on Sunday.
0: Yeah, okay. Then the last time they played each other, um, I think Napoli won 4-1. Um, so they have a good chance. Yeah. And there are there being some games where they play well, but they're they're getting the results, which is the classic Juventus thing. That's why they kept uh, winning titles, is they would have games where they played like crap and so on. They're, they're for the most part they're picking up the victors, and that's what's concerning. Um, and obviously there's there's a lot of I again I think I think Inter have the best team. I think they should win the league. Um, you know, I think but I think Napoli can steal this if you let them steal it. You're giving them opportunities now because you're you're dropping points and then you're like, here Napoli, we, we gave you we gave you a gift last week, you didn't cash in. Um but you know they are going against the uh, up against the greatest player of all time in Rasvan Martin at Cal <laughs> Um but uh this I think this week a big game. Lazio and Napoli if they cash in, I think it's a huge, huge statement being proclaimed. Um, anyway, Champions League. Da, da, da. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, Juventus, uh, um, gets a uh, split, split with uh, Real. Um, Vladovic scores after I don't know what it was 20 seconds,
1: 32 uh, seconds,
0: 32 seconds. I believe it's the fastest goal in Champions League history.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Um, Damn, I think Al Sharabi was 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 first before. All right, that's fine, no big deal. Um, um, Real get a goal back. They uh, they split in Spain. I think it was in Spain. Uh, they go home. Uganda just goes home to uh, to um to try to finish the job, um, but. Yeah, again, uh, this is, it could be very unpredictable. Um, what are your thoughts and uh, and so on?
1: Yeah, on, two, on uh, Tuesday, you could have called me Danielle. two matches Lursing. Because <laughs> I was watching both Chelsea versus Lil and Villarreal versus Juventus, one on my laptop and one on the telly. So I'm like, oh, yeah. But, yeah, this match was absolutely amazing. Both teams defended fairly well throughout the whole entire match. Obviously, there was that first goal from Vlahovic in 32 let's, seconds. Let's be
0: honest, though, on both goals it was horrific defending. They defend exactly. like you're you right. they defended well. Both both teams defended well throughout the game until the goals came. <laughs> When the goal, that was, it was horrible. It was worse defending on the second goal, but it was, actually, you know. Okay, let me take that back. The first goal, I thought they could have pressured him more, but it was, it was decent defending. The second goal was really bad defending. Anyway, continue.
1: I was going to get to this point. (laughs) But then again, I've gotten used to you interrupting the point I was going to make. Sorry, my bad. But like I said. I'm not holding it against you anymore because, you know, I'm used to it by now. But, yeah, I mean, it was just horrible depending on those goal situations. You left the goal wide open or if you something happened, there was just not not enough people on top of the person with the ball at the time. So you saw those mistakes. So... But I mean, in general, both of these teams really attacked the ball really well throughout the match, um, especially on counter attack situations. Um, both teams, like I said, in, ex- except the goal situation, they defended fairly well. So it was a pretty much even match. But if I had to give an edge to one of these teams, it would have been. Juventus, who had a little bit more of the aggression, in my opinion, but I mean, just overall, this match was fun to watch because you never knew what was gonna happen. But it, because like I said, there are a lot of people say that draw matches that are drawn are boring and redundant, but to me. Some of them obviously are boring, but one the, but matches like this just prove that it there are some exciting drawn matches out there.
0: Speaking and, of which, um, I'm sorry to cut you off again. Um, on YouTube, you should you should you should look, and I think it. I think the full match is on YouTube. If if I'm if I have it right, um, Argentina and Holland World Cup semifinal. It is the best goalless draw of all time. What it was so amazing because um I'm just gonna break to just, just talk about this real quick.
1: Um, hang on bedtime story, it's been a while.
0: Um Argentina, sorry, uh sorry, it's been a while since I watched it. The Dutch attack was relentless. They just kept coming and coming, and it was it was so aggressive. This was this was throwback. This was Robin and Van Persie up top, um, and then obviously Argentina with, with all their guys. And the Dutch attack was so prestige um they hit the post on one attempt great goalkeeping from argentina and the, the thing to why it was so interesting is the the argentina defense was beautifully put together they, is the and the thing is they had this one the the holland had one chance where they hit the bar and it was literally the only chance that the cut time they really even cut through in a really dangerous area the Argentine defense just closed down shop and let the Dutch just go at them, and it did. It was it was beautiful. It was 120 minutes of attacking football versus defending, and it was it was beautiful. It is the best goalless draw. I'll actually say it's probably the, one of the best draws of all times. And I'm sure there's some like four-four draws and stuff like that, but it's definitely the best goalless draw of all time. Um, They went on to penalties in Argentina. um, Went through, and um, then they, that was the World Cup where they where they lost where Germany won with with uh, Super Mario Mario Goza, uh scoring late. But that that is if if you ever if you ever want to watch one an incredible draw it's that's the best it is the best goalless draw ever.
1: I will definitely have to track that out if I ever get bored and need something better to do than just sit around twiddling my thumbs. But yeah. This match, though, was absolutely beautiful from start to finish. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much my thoughts. Okay, first
0: things first. We have, we have to cover the set, the second goal. Juventus did play well. They, they 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 should feel good about themselves going into the second leg. Um, and I know our friend Nico was was very not particularly pleased of the, in this moment. Um, I could see by all the little angry emojis that he had on his on his post. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, and I'm trying. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to be disrespectful to to the, the Juventus defense. The worst defending I have ever seen in my life. Like, if you if you watch it in slow motion, Peresol is wide open, not on the goal, in the build up to the goal. He is he goes he has a straight line the ball comes in and he scores. Nobody's even near him. Like it, it was it was almost as if the Juventus defense was social distancing uh, from the attack. <laughs> like it was just like literally and I, again I probably could've scored. I could have literally walked up there and had the ball and took a shot on goal. <laughs> That's how bad the defending was. Um for large parts of this game um I thought both teams defended fairly well. I, yeah, I don't think it was a perfect defensive performance from either way. Um, but I think the lack of, of awareness, it's, it's not even, oh, this was this someone made a boat hand mistake. It was like they, they behaved as if, the, uh, the, you know, the, Bill, the uh, Villarreal captain wasn't there. He was so open. He was was by himself, and the ball just came to him. And again, when you're you're a professional footballer who's played in La Liga for many years, in that that particular moment, you just have a perfect chance there because the the, um, defending was not even was it bad defending. It wasn't existent. Literally just just walked his dog all the way into the box and scored a goal. Um, so horrible, horrible defending from Juventus. Obviously, the quick start with, with Duzan Vladovic um, kind of getting getting that momentum with, with Juventus in the Champions League. That's why he was so expensive. That is what he was there to do. Um, rather back and forth, um, I think um, – yeah, but Juventus were far were were fairly more aggressive. Um, but I think the, only, the reason that was was because um, Villarreal was was making uh, was making precise decisions. They were they were they looked at it as we're not going to have a lot of chances, but when we do, they'll be high quality. Because if you look at the way they performed, they were very efficient when they created things when they created their chances. Where Juventus was was creating more, but. But had a, had a few chances that uh, that they could have done better with. So I think fairly good. Uh, you're going back to Italy for, for leg two. Um, I don't really think there's anybody who really has a advantage over another. Again, no away goals, so there's no you know there's there's nothing there's nothing doing there. Um, but I think Villarreal uh, handled themselves well. They got back into the game and have played well. Um, if it's in the leg, second leg, I think it's a toss-up. I, I could see a situation where either of these teams go through. Um, Juventus started quickly and couldn't build on that, and they, they just waited too long, and Villarreal just snuck, snuck behind and kaboom, um, and so on and so forth. All right. Uh, I don't think there's too much to talk about this one because this one was kind of pretty straightforward. Um, Chelsea um, beating Lil, uh Uh, to Janelle.
1: Obviously this was the match that I had on my television and I really didn't pay much attention um, because I kind of saw going in the favor of Chelsea. They definitely had the better attack in this match along with playing very well defensively. So obviously from top to bottom, they were the stronger side. So I didn't really expect anything less than a victory. The goal amount was to be determined by them. And so they ended up finding the back of the net twice, which gives them a good, solid enough cushion in the second leg. Um, But yeah, there really wasn't much to take away that they were just the strongest side from the get-go. And so, at this point, if they just maintain their defensive strategy, a defensive strategy in the next match, they have no problem. They're they're going through no matter what. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, probably. I, I would say never say never. I mean, we've we've been we've been taught this way too many times. Um, but I, I think it would be really difficult to see a situation where they're they're not going to go through. I think it's 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 highly unlikely that that would be the case. Um. And so on and so forth. Uh, I I really don't think there's there's a way for them back. Chels um, to play well. Corner with 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 Kai Averts, the brilliant goal. And then a, and then on second one, contact to Pulisic. Um, great pass, but I, I you know, um, got to get credit where it's due. Pulisic was it was a really clinical finish from the goal. Deserved um, goal. Um, Uh, You know, and, uh, you know, again, not my favorite player. Remember, it's not because of him. It's because the fans think he's the best player in the U.S. team and they think too highly of him. He is a very good – he's fantastic. We know this. Um, So I just want to make sure that people understand that my criticism of Pulisic as a player is not his fault. It's the fault of people who, who believe him to be better than Weston, which is simply not true. And I'll
1: um, wait, get soon Weston.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. He he messed up his foot. Um I, I, how many months? He's
1: he ended up fracturing his ankle and is out for two months.
0: So that would take him to um uh, April. All right. Uh, it's 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 tough. And that's 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 um unfortunate. But the important thing is he'll be ready for November. He needs, I mean, the, the, I mean, Juventus aren't going to win the Champions this season probably. They're probably they're not winning the league, obviously. Um, they could win the Copa Italia, but the, I mean, most importantly, um, just from an international standpoint, it's a World Cup year. If Weston can, McKennie can't go with the U.S., they're in trouble, even though they're a very good team. Um, but but if he's if he's going to be fit for for November, I think we can rest easy. Um, yeah, but anyway, again, nothing against Christian. It's more the fan base that believe him to be something that he's not. But I've never said he's not a great player. He's a fantastic player. He's just not quite at the quality of of Weston, and quite and not at the quality that that they perceive him to be. But again, the thing about Christian is when you give him good service in the box, he's he's good for it and great finish. Again, Conte's pass was unbelievable, but but it's not an easy finish and I thought he did a great job there. And I, I think that Chelsea will go through. They'll be into the round of eight and, um, Lil maybe have a chance, but, but I, I just don't see it. Um, all right. Um, uh, um, I'm going to say, I thought I'd go for last. Um, the underground, sorry, underrated, uh, match uh not matchup but the the two the two underrated teams um in the in the champions League this season benfica against uh ajax with a two-2 uh draw everything to play for for leg number two
1: yeah this match both teams were evenly matched in certain aspects some such as the attack um obviously both of these teams from the back of the net twice which is huge again especially you never know with these underrated teams like how they're going to do in this champions league but both of these teams have had prior experience in this tournament before so you would expect underrated teams to pull out all the stops and both of these teams did just that they played with heart determination aggression on both sides in defense and attack. So just to see these this match get both see these sides get two goals apiece is awesome. Um but yeah, they have everything to play for in the second leg. It's going to be a tough match for both of them. But we'll see what happens, but I'm excited to see how the second leg turns around, out.
0: Yeah, I mean these teams could go far because, you know, you, you go through here, you're in the quarterfinals and then you, you just don't know what can happen. Um Obviously we're, we're not going to get the champions league final. That we all wanted Ajax or Benfica versus Lille <laughs> or Salzburg. I actually think that would be amazing if we saw Salzburg um or Lille versus Ajax or Benfica in the final. I think that'd be crazy because, um, not that long ago, um, Porto played against Monaco in a Champions League final, which probably sounds really strange to you, but it happened. Um, anyway, I think I think both teams really played well. Um, I expected um, Ajax to command themselves a little better than they did. Um, to me, I think Benfica came across as the as the better team, um, but it's very close. You know, holler. Um, so played, did his part, scored, scored another one. He's a top scorer in the Champions League this season. Uh, he also got a an own goal, unfortunately. Uh, so he scored on both ends. Um, and then obviously uh, getting it back in there. And then uh, Ajax get themselves in front and then uh, Benfica strike uh, late. Uh, good good follow through. The thing is when you hit from deep and a goalkeeper makes a save, you got to keep going until – until the play is dead, they stay focused. They go in after the ball and they were able to, um, to tuck it in. And again, it wasn't an easy situation because it wasn't like he saved it into somebody. Um, but it, it's just the, the level of aggression, the level of, of focus. He gets it in. And Benfica and, uh, and, I X, um, both have the potential to do big things in the champions league, uh, beyond this stage. And, um, it's almost um, a little disappointing that one of these te- two teams have to go out, um, but whoever whoever wins this this little matchup, uh, that that's the team I want to win the Champions League. Um, again, everybody knows I'm pick I'm picking Bayern to win it, but if you give him the choice, I would I would rather see Ajax or Betis win the Champions League. As you know, probably won't happen, um, but. You know, we, one can only hope. Um, I, have, I have so much respect for both of these clubs. Um, I have I have a flag of Benfica. It's probably is the first flag. Uh, it's probably a football flags that I have. It's the first flag that's that that I've had, and this is the one I've had the longest. I've had it for um, I don't know uh, over ten years. I'm uh, coached to. Um, I got an IX leg in my house because why wouldn't I? Uh, anyway, great first leg. I think everything is going to be interesting for second, for leg number two and so on and so forth. Uh, the last match, uh, the most exciting to me, Um i missing, or no, I'm not missing. Any. Uh, Atletico Madrid, uh, Manchester United, Diego Simeone against Mr. Champions League. Obviously, the battles they had La Liga. Juventus coming back from from um, from death against Atletico a few years ago. Um, a lot in this one, and uh, it kind of went the way I expected it to go. Um, but what were your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, and you also got got some sick ass Roma flag from some weirdo for Christmas one year. I can't remember yeah, you know, who that
0: was. That's that's maybe the. I, I was just bringing it up. Because to 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 um, explain how long I've had this flag of all the flags in my house, this is the one I've had the longest and it's not even close. Um, yes, I have, I have a flag from you. I also have a, a bunch of other flags. I have I have. OK, I, I have Benfica, Roma, Wolfsburg, Ajax, Minnesota United, uh, Atletico Madrid. The only reason I have that one is cuz it was at the airport when I was um when I was coming home from uh from Italy and I was in I was in the Madrid airport and I didn't want to buy a Real Madrid one <laughs> and then I have dope, oh. yeah, Yeah, just I was I had I had like an hour to kill and there was a gift shop. It wasn't the thing the funny thing about that it wasn't even a sports gift shop. It was just like a it's just like a, a standard airport gift shop and um and it had Atletico Madrid uh uh, flag and, and it looked cool to me so i bought it anyway yeah. cool what's your take
1: <laughs> yeah um let's see that match was pretty much as expected you would not expect anything less from these teams to put on a fight and both of these teams did just that um they performed to a one-1 draw but I mean you, it doesn't take away from the performance on how good these two teams played um but, yeah, it's going to be a fun second leg for this match as well, as well as the Ajax the Benef- and Benefica match and the Villarreal-Juventus. I still give Juventus the edge in that matchup, but the, the matches that took place on Wednesday are definitely the matches to be looking out for in the second leg because at that point anything goes. So we'll see, but I kind of am going to get the edge chat Leco Madrid, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Joe Felix, uh, someone who I still rate, by the way, um, uh, gets, gets a big goal to start that game. I think I thought of Madrid are the better team in that game. Uh, pretty, pretty substantially. Um, they had a lot of good chances. I thought they were terrific. Felix was terrific. Um, which kind of just further proves my point, where you get out of, I mean, get out of town.
1: <laughs> uh, Follow up question. Sorry to interrupt your thoughts there. Yeah, but um, where? I mean, obviously, you just said you rate Jal Felix, but where do you rate I, him now?
0: Um, just in order, as far as young players.
1: I mean, in I like as far you as young players, though. Let's just go with that.
0: So let, let's let's just let's take out. Holland and Mbappe, because I I personally think it's unfair to to have those two attached to um, to this conversation just because they seem to be just crazy uh, generational talent. All right. I'm just going to do this off the top of my head. So bear with me. Uh, At one, I would go Florian Wirtz. I actually I don't think that's debatable. Um, I would say two, um, uh, Jamal Musiala. Um, all right, let's see here. Bellingham at three. No, hold on. Okay, Wurtz, uh, Padre, um Musiala, Felix, Bellingham. Those would be my five around there. Top five, I'll say. And then I, I, after, after the top five, I, I have uh, guys like um, Ansu Fati, like um, – um, what's his name? Uh, um, Phil Folden, Mason Mount, the English boys. Um, so some, I don't know where in the top five. Probably top five, maybe at worst just outside the top five. Um, and just to clarify, the reasoning is um, he's showing special – but it's it's impossible to see it. Uh, that's why I still rate him in an extremely high regard. Um, but I cannot sit up here and say that he's that that he's better than than Wirtz or uh, um, Pedri or even um, I don't know uh, uh, Bellingham or Musiala. So I, I think let me just put it this way: it's it's on the fringe of five five six. Um, it's 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 a coin flip between Foden and and um, and Felix, but I but I'll, I'll say this. But if you put him in an attacking minded team, I think he's he's probably closer to top three, um, and so on. So, but it's 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 very difficult to judge someone that I don't believe has um, been given a fair shot. I have read an article about this uh, yesterday. has been hasn't been published yet. But that's kind of, it kind of explains further, but, but I, I still rate him highly. It's just, cause you, you know, when you're in a, you, you have a player in a, in a situation and they look like they're, they're not good. And then you take them out of a situation and put them somewhere else and they thrive. Um, sometimes it's about fit. Sometimes it's about energy. It, it can be, uh, about, uh, you know, um, so many different things. Um, you know, so I think it just depends on a lot of things. And uh, Lukaku was amazing with Inter, not so much with Chelsea. That's not because Lukaku's not great. It's because, again, Lukaku's not been good this season. That's fair. But it's about situation and it's about fit. It's about style. All these things matter. And I'm not saying that Felix is a system player, but he cannot, he cannot be himself. In a, um, in a style um, like Simeone. So for example, Simeone's classic strikers, classic attackers that he's pl- used in the past, uh, Fernando Torres, uh, uh, Antoine Griezmann, Alvaro Marata. The thing about the, those three attackers in particular, and Luis Suarez. Um, Suarez and a, a Griezmann, an Atletico Griezmann throwback were one of the most efficient players in their leagues. Atletico Madrid style is extremely defensive, who, who will win a lot of games in their peak, 1-0, 2-1. A very slow-scoring team that defends with, with uh, just an excellent level. So Felix is a player that has all these other attributes that doesn't exactly fit well with the way Simeone plays his football. So again, long story short, I think he needs to lead. If that, sorry I don't know if that answered your question but, but I, I'm just trying to formulate my thoughts on the spot
1: yeah no worries that actually does answer my question perfectly and I do agree with certain scenarios where like where if you're in a bad situation you're not going to thrive in that area whereas if you were on another team you would thrive maybe under a different style of formation or under a different leader yeah me, I mean go ahead like for me i kind of noticed yes i'm still trying to get used to like podcasting but i think me still continuing to talk about football on a podcast format is way better than when i was a blogger where i'm kind of able to formulate my thoughts on the spot whereas like i would have to take a little bit of time to kind of to like draft my thoughts before typing it out so yeah. where i Because I thrive in a more on-the-spot situation versus that of trying to have to get thoughts together, which may get jumbled. So I think, so that's kind of like my scenario.
0: uh, Let it go real quick, but I just, I just want to bring something to your attention, just so we can, so I can kind of, so you can kind of feel what I'm saying. So, look, when you think of Felix, what do you think of athleticism, flash, flair? I've called him a ballerina on the ball, very um, flashy and in, in, incredibly intelligent, but most importantly, this is this is the big big thing with Felix. And I've said this with um, many bef- be- I've said this before, but on without the ball, as far as movement and positioning, there's not a better player in the world at this. And again, I'm not saying Felix is better than all, all the best players in the world. What I'm saying is at those two in those two areas, he is better than everyone so when you look at mbappe and Holland, they're not really there uh they operate Holland is just a freight train uh kind of gives you zlatan ibrahimovic vibes except with more uh, just 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 an animal of a human being um mbappe's quick mbappe's mbappe mbappe is athletic um and he's, he's quick – I mean, he's, so he, he's good with movement and he's good with positioning. But Mbappe, a lot of the time, he's in, in an attacking area constantly. Where Felix the, – the best way Felix plays is with a, uh, a, a short kind of uh, tiki-taka style or something similar where you play that way. Or a, a, a short passing system that, um, that gives a lot of long balls downfield because he's really athletic. He's good with He's exceptional with his feet, and he can get into attacking areas. If you look at the goal he scored against Maine United, um, you have to see if you look at him not on the goal but before the goal. And I, I would recommend that um, – re, like re-watching just that goal to see what he does um, with his positioning, how he gets himself in that position. Because, you know, when the corner came in, he was basically kind of by himself. He was already ahead of the person that was guarding him. He got there because of the spacing, the movement. So this is why he needs to be in in an attacking-minded system or a system that feels that way. Uh, But I don't think he's a systems player where he can only thrive in one system, where I think Lukaku just might be uh, a player that only thrives in particular systems. The reason it doesn't work with him and Simeone is he has all the attributes that Atletico don't need. That's not how they play football, and maybe that's why they're fifth in the table. And he's still having he's still having really good seasons. His numbers are decent, but he's still he's he's been playing really well this season, at least the last few games. He was man of the match against Man United. Um, but the reason it doesn't work with Atletico is because all the attributes, all the um, things that he does. Is not needed and is not uh, not not also not needed, but that Diego Simeone doesn't have a use for those skills in his team. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a big separation. Um, anyway, um, he Felix gets gets the um, gets the opening goal. Was brilliant all game. Um, Atletico Madrid seemed to really 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 be pushing at the end. Um and then Man United get a goal late. Um very fortunate to be in that position. Um go into Old Trafford um for leg number two. Um and so and I think I think I thought it was a good chance. Um but before before I move on, uh would you like to uh to crush a ridiculous Premier League narrative?
1: What I, of course.
0: Do you think, do you think Diego Simeone is scared of going to Old Trafford? No. Thank you. (laughs) This, I, I just, I just, (laughs) it blows my mind because after the 1-1 draw, when Atletico Madrid was, was the better team. Agree? Agreed. All right. They were the better team, right? They had, they had the better performance. Now we're supposed to be scared of going to Old Trafford? Diego Simeone scored four goals at Anfield. Four. Not one, not two, not three, but four goals. This idea that he's supposed to be scared in his boots going to Old Trafford, I, I just find uh, ridiculous. Uh, this guy's not scared of anything. He's not. He's not okay. He's a psycho. Psychos aren't afraid of anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, ha- ha- uh, leg number two at Old Trafford in England. Uh, ha- I mean, I think Fulham uh, probably are the, the team with momentum. But how do you see this going? Do you, do you think they can finish the job, or do you think uh, Cristiano Ronaldo will realize it's Champions League time and and um, and show up? Which I think both are. Po- I think both are highly possible.
1: Yeah, definitely both are possible, but I think. At La Madrid, based on them not, fearing nothing and knowing what it takes to get the job done, especially in like huge moments such as this, I think they'll get the job done. So we'll just see what happens on that front.
0: Yeah, I think it might be tailor-made for them. Uh Atletico Madrid play the most boring football in the world. It's very defensive, it's very negative. Um although your boy Rodrigo uh, Rodrigo DePaul seems to be having a very good season there as one of the Paul. Um, <laughs> having one of those uh the uh, of the dynamic players in their midfield, um, they have a good team. I, I just think uh, because they are so defensive so much, I think it would actually go into their favor going to Old Trafford um, in uh, in those uh, those types of situations. Um, and and we'll have to see um, what happens. Um, then next week, I think it's next week, is it? Or it's week after. No, it's I, next
1: can, week. I can quickly look that up if you want.
0: March 8th is next week or this week?
1: March 8th is not next week, but it's the following week. So two Okay. Weeks.
0: So, so no champions league, um, uh, midweek this week, but the following week we're going to have the, the, the run of, um, of the, 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 few games that we saw at the beginning, um, Byron Salzburg and Munich, that should be a, a tasty one. Um, Man City Sporting, um, I mean, I don't think there's really even a point in a plain second like if they're up 5-0. Uh, if, if Sporting came back and won, I think that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, then you have, um, obviously, the the, the, the mouthwater uh, Real Madrid um, and a PSG. Um, and then we have uh, Liverpool uh, against Inter Milan. <laughs> What, what what what's your level of concern of how that one?
1: <laughs> do we re- is that like a legit question? Because my head hurts <laughs> thinking about it.
0: No, but do you think it's maybe um, uh, reversed uh, a reverse terminology? Uh, because uh, do you remember Roma's big comeback against um, uh, Barcelona? Yes, I do. Do you know that they lost their the uh, the game before that two 0 to Fiorentina? And then they lost the week before that to AC Milan. You're, I mean, I'm not saying maybe it's it's a thing, but but do you think maybe, given your performances lately, that this is one they they would really turn up for and, and at least try to do something crazy?
1: I'm just gonna put this in a one quick sentence, and I'm leaving it at that. One can only hope.
0: All right, uh, sounds good. I'm going to do um, a debate question, and then we'll call it a day. All right, so this is a question, and you only have about five or um, (laughs) six. You only have about five or six. You only have five different versions of one team to choose from, uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I think it's an interesting question. Um, And I'm assuming – Maybe there's one other you maybe go be able to go with. Um, since you started watching football seven years ago, um, what what which team um, made you? Uh, I don't know how to explain this. Uh, which team uh, ruined your life the most? So your options are the the, the whatever the sixth Juventus team or. Uh, one of the teams you've lost into the uh, in um, in uh, one of the cup competition club uh, cup competition. If you need some time to think about it, I can I can go first. Go for it. Okay, but just so you know, I want not specifics, but which year? That's that's basically what I'm saying. Um, or which era, or whatever. All right. Uh, my mine would be um, the team that ruined my life the most was Inter Milan from 2005 to 2010. Uh, probably one of the best assembled teams in Italy, um, but yet not um, as dominant or historic as the AC Milan teams or some of the Juventus teams. Um, obviously, historic winning the Champions League, um, but they—they, uh, they, I mean, I hated Inter because who wouldn't? Um, <laughs> but my level of of, of hatred towards. Inter Milan as a club, uh, before and after, was because of this team. Um, they had Mourinho for part of it. They had Mancini for part of it. 2005 to 2010, Scudetto wins in five straight seasons, had an amazing team with, uh, with so many different pieces and so many different cast of characters each year. The, the, the peak of Inter Milan was that five-year stretch. It made me hate my life and hate myself and hate my team and hate hate everything that is that is happy, um, because Roma was I think second place four of the five years, um, and um, I genuinely I had respect for that team, but they made me then uh, then they, they they taught me how to hate something so much. <laughs> It, you should go back and look at this team they were loaded across the board and they they switched managers and step, kept winning they were they were they were dynamic and amazing and then won the champions league and then they didn't win anything for 10 years 10 years i would say the 2016
1: through about 2018 Juventus. I where Inter would struggle to even get anything past them, result wise. So
0: pretty- hold, hold, just I, I don't mean Kyle. so pre before Ronaldo.
1: Yes, before Ronaldo.
0: So so just just to give people some context, so so that that was with um Keguin um, who was the other attacker that they had? Uh, uh oh um. Mandzukic midfield with uh uh Marcusio for part of it, and then it ended up being P- uh, Pjanic, Um, those guys, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, and Dabala, obviously. Okay, cool. Continue.
1: Yeah, those guys. It, I mean, those were a part of the obviously there was different players throughout their nine student range but those were obviously. I can only go based on what I know, so those were really. A tough, that was a tough Juventus team, even long before Ronaldo showed up. They were a team to be reckoned with. So I think those, that team alone still gives me nightmares because it was just like, when are we going to get a result against this freaking team? (laughs) So, and so in general, that is the one that I can really think of off the top of my head.
0: I just—I just remember they had um, they had Douglas Costa too, didn't they?
1: I think a little bit, yeah. I,
0: you know, I mean, I don't need to put more gas on the fire, but you know, what came to my head straight away. Who? <laughs> when you said that team, do you remember that that Inter Juventus game where it looked like Inter was going to win, <laughs> and then they equalized, and then in the last second of the game, Piquet scores off that free kick. I mean, that was. <laughs> because I was like, obviously not a big fan of venture. but I also didn't want Juventus to win the league again. Cause we were all hoping Napoli would, would take it from them. And then Higuain scores. It was a great goal. at The last second scores, uh, an amazing goal. And yeah, but that Juventus team was a joke. That was, I think they were better without uh, the Ronaldo, the pre-Ronaldo teams, the two years before Ronaldo arrived and maybe the first year when he did arrive, um, I think those teams were amazing because you had you had Pjanic in his prime. Um, after he betrayed us and left for Juventus, <laughs> um, then I mean, then you had the, the the options up front with Mandzukic, with Dabala, with Higuain, with uh, Douglas Costa, with Cordardo, I mean, who's still there? But but and then you the midfield was amazing. I think uh, Marquisio was there for maybe one of those years. He was on the very end. Um, the year that they did the Netflix documentary, I think that was the very end of that, um, and obviously the um, the comeback against uh, Tottenham in the Champions League, and they made the Champions League final against uh, uh, couldn't win that one, but but yeah, that was no, that that was an incredibly um, but yeah, again, top side. Um, hopefully, uh, no, yeah. So I, coming from your point of view, I I totally understand it because that. That that tie, I didn't like that team. That team also drove me crazy. But I think at that point, after six, 17 or, or six 16, 17, I think, I, I thought the window for Roma winning a title was probably closed. So the that the, the back half of that era didn't bother me much, but the 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 very start and the very middle was, was antagonizing, obviously. Um all right, let's just end with who was your player of the week? For uh,
1: this, this week. Definitely Vlahovic Scoring a goal in that quick of a fashion and breaking the record of the quickest goal scored in a Champions League matchup is absolutely huge. And the way he's been able to contribute to this Juventus side after getting transferred la- or the first of this year. Well, in the first month, I should say. Um yeah, he, he has really started h- getting this event to in uh, another year. And he's pretty much one of the players that has been dictating the pace throughout some of these matches. So, without a doubt, Vlachovic is my player of the week.
0: Um, Let's see. Let me think. I'm going to go with um, uh, from IX. Um, Taglifico, remember him? Yep, The one who was supposed to come an to and never did. Um, mm, don't there, remind there's, me. A, there's a lot. I mean, you got you still got Dumfries and whose quality, but but um, I think it's it's you know it's easy to say one of the guys who was kind of mounting, uh, having a goal, you know, great goals and great performances like that. But I think that the work he did on both both sides of the ball was 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 exceptional. Um, and I think IX um, again. They weren't the better team that game, I don't think. But I think IX really did put together a strong performance, and I think his his uh, his grit and his work was was the reason why. All right, that's it. See you later. Peace. Bye. <laughs>